myself, but I think that's the problem. <laughs> you sit there with your, your broken cheese sauce, you're like, maybe I'm too confident. Ahahaha! <laughs> 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 stomp, 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 slam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're probably listening to Let's Stay Together, which is a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. I'm Kayla. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're talking about mac and cheese. <laughs> Do our cooking podcast. Yeah, it's the Ellen fails at cooking podcast. <laughs> Today we're actually discussing chapter thirty nine, so just the one. Next time we're going to be talking about forty and forty one, so we're going back to our two chapters, an episode schedule, and that was for reasons. It was for choices. So we'll see you next time. Um, and choices. Yeah. Well, it was a reason because they're. I thought this was a one-off chapter, but I forgot all the stuff that happens about halfway through the chapter, which is a setup for mm-hmm. the next two. But then I was like, well, it's still good because I did wouldn't want to do three at once because then it would be a super long episode and that would be it would be too much. Yeah, they're kind of weird because this one like leads into the next two, but then like the one after that kind of trails off of that one. Yeah, there's a point in this series. So like up until now, there have been pretty clean breaks between all of the chapters, and there gets to be a point. Probably in another couple of volumes where it was started to get difficult to plan out. So basically, like, for anyone who's curious, this podcast is planned out. It's planned out until, like, the end of the middle of next year. So, like, there's a point where it gets to a certain point where the episodes, like, or not the episodes, the chapters, it'll be, like, one chapter about this topic and then another one about this. And, like, the plot from the first that one is suspended into the next or, like, over the next one. So sometimes they're broken up. I like things there's more ongoing things happening in the plot so there are more pieces that are like suspended that don't get touched on in a chapter and something will be inserted in between it's not as like Mm -hmm. what we saw up till now is that there's usually like two chapters and some ideas introduced in one and then it's paid off right in second one usually Mm -hmm. and that's happened in every single one even when we did 31 to 34 chapter 33 introduced the idea of Kazuma and Kyo kind of like not getting along as uh, father and son and then Kyo's, the chapter where it's more focused on Kyo's perspective, like delivers on that right away. So it's all part of one overall arc, but they do still follow that like setup and then end chapter. Mm. And now we're getting into a place where that sometimes the story, this like arc will span over three chapters. Sometimes it'll be like one thing happens and it doesn't come back for another couple of chapters. So mm. it's a little bit trickier. That's why things are planned out this way. There's a, yeah. that's, I, So that's the reasons part. <laughs> yeah, and I think we start to get more... Um... Like, our characters aren't all hanging out in the same place no. at the same time as much. We start to get a little more spread Yeah, the group in our main cast. So. And they hang out with different people at different times. Yeah. Also, more and more characters join the cast. So, mm-hmm. like, we just had Hero last time. There's nobody new this time. But, like, soon in a couple of chapters, I think there'll be some more new characters. So, like... Yeah. Because there's so I'm many so spread out. Sorry. I'm also excited. Listen, it's fine. You I looked at the it. end of this volume and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, there's a there's some weird like not weird, I mean it's it's on purpose, but sometimes this these the chapters aren't so clean cut anymore. And it's starting to happen now, but really it happens like probably at the end of like volume ten or eleven or whatever. Um mm-hmm. whenever you get about midway through the series, that's when it starts to really because things pick up. But it's fine. Yeah. We'll see. So get prepared for Let's Stay Together Cliffhanger Edition. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get, so like I said, we're listening, we're, we're discussing chapter 39 today, and then next time it'll be uh, 40 and 41 together. And then it'll be like two chapters together for a while. We'll let you know.
Well, you know when everything changes. <laughs> okay, so we're going to do our summary discussion and spoilery discussion as we always do, just for the one chapter. Mm-hmm. So, chapter 39 opens with all the kids at the school pool, which I was not expecting. <laughs> I, I was like, I thought they were just at the pool. I forgot they were at school. <laughs> yeah. I wish my school had a pool. None of my schools had a pool. My husband's school had a pool, but that's because it was right next to a community center. So technically the pool was in the community center and they would go and have like, they had gym, like swimming for gym, which is how he learned to swim. So, you know. There's a pool in one of my college buildings at my first college, Mm -hmm. but I never found it. I just smelled it. (laughs) I had to go and take a... Like watch through that gym building and I was like, I can smell the chlorine, but I don't know where the pool is. The... I had to go and take exams in the gym a lot at the college that I went to. So always you'd have to walk by like these weird, like, you know, like cinder block hallways that were clearly going to the pool mm-hmm. and like you could see the pool. So that's my recollection of the pool. Anyway, listen, they're at the school pool, apparently. And Uo is relaxing back in the pool, donning a rad zebra print bikini, as I said in my <laughs> notes. Some kids are in the pool being sassy to Uo, or being sassy about Uo, like, why is the Yankee in the school pool? Shouldn't she be playing hooky or something? I can't believe there's still people who hang on to that dumb fad, and a girl in our class, no less. It's just weird, right? And Hana swims up behind them. This is why I looked up Sadako. We were just talking about, um, <laughs> we are talking about horror movie <laughs> tropes in our anime break, and now, <laughs> now the reason I had looked it up is because of this. So Hana swims up behind them, and her hair is all spread out, and of course the two girls freak out, and they swim away, swim away speedily. It turns out that Hana, who is clad, of course, in a black, um, low one-piece, low-cut one-piece, um, was looking for a hair tie in the water, but to no avail. But luckily Toru <laughs> arrives, clad in her school swimsuit with a hair tie for her and Uo is stunned and then sobs dramatically (laughs) inside the change room Uo continues to lament about Toru's school uniform swimsuit and Hana says she'll just have to get used to it and Uo's like I know but and then Hana gesticulates to Toru who is sweat dropping nervously but is she not lovely Hana asks and Uo's like it's not like I think it's ugly or something ugly or embarrassing she says uh from the freak out corner of the (laughs) locker room it's just, you know, it's just the same feeling I get when I see an old man still buying his lunch at a convenience store. That old man might not think anything of it, but watching him, I can't help but feel awkward and miserable on his behalf. And before I know it, for no reason, I start to cry. Cry. That's right. The one who rings him up crying is me. <laughs> <laughs> Arisa does Because this poor old guy who's just, like, trying to buy his lunch and just, just like, sobbing and just taking his money. <laughs> the reason I put that whole quote in this is because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> And I relate. <laughs> Arisa really does cry easily, Hana says. <laughs> Toru thinks that the bathing suit the bathing suits are expensive and she was just trying to be frugal by not buying another one, but you can't keep making Uo sad. But Uo <laughs> perks up with a cheeky smile and says, Oh yeah, I have a great idea. We cut to Shigure's house where she announces her a great idea to Shigure Yukinkyo and says, We're buying Toru a swimsuit. We decide it's gonna be a gift from everyone, so pony up the cash, boys. <laughs> <laughs> This is like when she was like, we're going bowling. And the kid is yeah. like, I love bowling. <laughs> Kyo argues, of course, and Shikuri is all for it. And Yuki asks why. So, you know, same reaction as usual from all three of them. I like Kyo being unable to say the word swimsuit. <laughs> He's like, why are you getting her uh, s- s-? And Uo is like, just say it. <laughs> uh, when Uo explains that uh, Toru is still using her middle school swimsuit, Shigure spits out his tea in shock. And Toru joins them downstairs, and then Shigure immediately stands up and grabs her shoulders, and it's like, Torukun, 
We must buy one. We must buy you a proper one right now, okay? And she ahs and ehs and Uo is like, mm-hmm. And Hana remarks that he has a soft place for Torakun too. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the old bathing suit shop. Um, <laughs> the old bathing suit shop. Yes. <laughs> the girls are looking at suits. What are people, I, you know, I feel like going into a retail store is the old store now at this point in time, <laughs> right? <laughs> The girls are looking at suits, and Toru isn't sure what she wants, um, and they're torn. Should she get a one-piece or a two-piece? And so Uo calls out to the cavalry, Yo, boys, you want to see her in a bikini or a one-piece? And of course, <laughs> it turns out that Yuki and Kyo have been dragged along, apparently by force, they say. <laughs> they're all bashful about it, so Uo's like, come on, cut loose. It's not like we're asking you what kind of panties you like. And they're both embarrassed, and Yuki face palms Kyo is like, have some shame, woman. So, you know, just a typical day <laughs> in the friend group. <laughs> So Kyo's wearing kind of a shirt with like an upside down peace sign. <laughs> Is he really? I didn't even notice. Just, just want to call out his terrible fashion. <laughs> it's like sweet, like 90s manga fashion. What are you talking yeah. about? Early 2000s manga fashion. <laughs> Zippers everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And belts and stuff. Um, <laughs> oh, it's like, fine, color. You can at least think of a color looks good on Toru. Blue, Yuki says. Orange, Kyo says. And of course they argue about it while Uo looks on with raised eyebrows. Pink, Hana chimes in. P-I-N-K is best. And Kyo and Yuki say nothing. Toru looks over at the four of them with kind of a question mark speech bubble. And Uo's like, pink is good. And Kyo's like, if you've already decided, don't ask. <laughs> Uo explains that Kyoko was the red butterfly and Katsuya, Toru's dad, was simple. So white. Put them together and you get pink for Toru. And then we see a drawing of the three of them together when Toru is a wee little baby. Adorable chubby baby Toru. So cute. Baby Toru is cute. Spoiler <laughs> alert, baby Toru comes back, I think, later. <laughs> but but maybe a little baby Toru Toru is cute mm-hmm. in this in this little memory. Or that's not really her memory, in this little flashback we're seeing. Yeah. <laughs> a pink swimsuit, she says. Mm-hmm. It'll be cute. And Yuki smiles. Oh Tani san and Hanajima san really do care a lot for Honda san, don't you? Yeah, Uo says, like I told you before, she saved me. But more than anything else, she's the only she's the one thing in this world that can always put a smile on my face. Makes me feel respectable. Respectable? You, I assume Kyo says in the background as we kind of transition to the perspective of some three other girls who are in the store. They're dressed in like school uniforms, but one of them has her little like kerchief undone. One of them is wearing a long jacket and a surgical mask, so we can tell they're Yankees as well, right? <laughs> That's her, right? Otani, one of them says. She sure is acting all big now that she's quit her gang. I say we show her her place. Knock her down a few pegs. But she's got guys with her, one of them comments. Of course, referring to Kyo and Yuki. You idiot, the other says. Punks like them will probably run away and cry to their mommies as soon as they saw us. But they sure are good looking, all of them think. <laughs> Blushing, eyes sparkling. Later, Toru thanks them for the bathing suit, because I guess it was a surprise gift. <laughs> Thank you so much, she says, and she freaks out. I'll take good care of it, and Uo and Hana hug her. <laughs> Which is really fun. I'll take good care of my bathing suit. <laughs> so sweet. The kids will never wear it. Wait. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Just keep it in my drawer for safety. <laughs> uh, the kids all go out to get soba, and the boys ask what Hana and Uo bought. And Uo's like, well, you just have to wait and see, won't you? Uh, Yuki comments again on how well they get along, and he asks if they met in elementary school, because he keeps asking them fucking questions. Like, come on, Yuki. No. <laughs> Way to move the plot along, Yuki. I mean... <laughs> he doesn't know how to people. No, he's trying really hard to people, though. <laughs> you can see it. You can see him asking mm-hmm. them, which is very sweet. I think he kind of likes mm-hmm. Uo, too, because he also asked her about the 
the jacket at the grave and he asked her about Toru's mom mm-hmm. at the grave. So like maybe stuff that he feels like he can't ask Toru about, he asks her about. I don't know. It seems like and it was very I think he respects Ula's confidence. <laughs> I, I think maybe. <laughs> I think I could see that being why. But mm-hmm. anyway, so he asks again uh, about their relationship and Hanajima says that she had just transferred to their middle school because she had caused a bit of a problem at her previous school, quote unquote. <laughs> Yuki and Kyo are like, really? Hmm. That was a little like cloud of anxiety. Yes. That. <laughs> you can tell they're kind of like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yuki's like, I'm not going to ask about that. No. <laughs> Toru asks cheerfully, you were still in active service then, weren't you, Uo-chan? <laughs> Uo says that she made her debut in fifth grade and Kyo looks up shocked. You're a hardcore delinquent, he says, and she's like, "Ain't that the truth?" <laughs> she was always. That's how Kyo's like actually such a square. <laughs> I know. He acts like a punk, but he's a huge. Yeah. He's always like scandalized by like talk of like <laughs> gangs and drugs and yeah. sex and violence. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Oh, I took too many drugs in my youth," and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, in that one episode or the one chapter. <laughs> yeah, he's funny. <laughs> Kyo is a softy at heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all part of his his arguing with Yuki persona. <laughs> <laughs> so she said she was always wearing masks and she plucked her eyebrows and wore long skirts. Oh, no, you do that now, Risa, Hana says. <laughs> Hana is like full of burns for Uo this episode or this uh, this chapter. <laughs> Only BFF Scandi. Basically. <laughs> so Yuki and Kyo wonder why, how they can be so cheerful. And Uo says that she was a lot angrier back then. Uh, she was a problem kid that her parents and teachers couldn't handle. Why is it so easy to turn bad, she wonders. Then we see Uo's memories. Her hair is short, and she wears a long jacket and a mask, just like what she said. And we see her narration. So we've, we've gone into back in time into Uo's flashbacks about the past. So we see a narration. Oh, these dramatic feathers going by. Yes. <laughs> Black feathers to signal the transition to the past. <laughs> It's like you're in a time machine and there's a bird strike. Is that what it means? Yes. <laughs> That's what happened. Poor bird. Oh. We see in her narration, Before I knew it, I joined the ladies. I was surrounded by the wrong kind of people, and I was always getting into trouble. I'd start fights, start fires, and get chased by the cops. If I told you all this stuff that I did, your ears would rot. Anyway, I was a hopeless idiot. I like how her narration is like, anyway. <laughs> but as cocky as I was, there was still someone that I really looked up to, and that was Kyoko-san. We see young Kyoko... Her red butterfly jacket blowing in a breeze, and she's wearing a long skirt that's slit all the way up to the thigh, smoking and holding a pipe. Beyond the thigh, split like to her hip. <laughs> hip almost, yeah. It's all the way up there. I was like, this is rad. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw it. <laughs> According to Uo, Kyoko beat up men twice her size, and despite being a woman, she became the leader of a suicide squad. They called her the red butterfly, as we know, and they said that when she rode her bike, the taillights looked like a dancing butterfly. She was a tough fighter, and despite her reputation, she had principles. She hated phonies. The more that I heard about her from the older girls, the more I looked up to her. You know what I'm talking about, right? You start obsessing about how great someone is, and before you know it, you have a hero. And for me, that was Kyoko-san. We see Uo and some other girls in her Uo's middle school days. You really dig the red butterfly, don't you? Uo-tani, one of them says, and Uo chuckles. And another girl is like, they say the red butterfly is living around here now. And Uo is like, are you serious? Yeah, I hear she got hitched to some square named Honda a while back. They say she's got a daughter about your age. Maybe she goes to your middle school. We see baby Uo in her school uniform, donning a surgical mask, of course. 
Um, she wonders if there's a girl in her school named Honda and imagines her as like a super Yankee type. Like <laughs> she's got like she's got like the bandages or whatever wrapped around and she's holding like a sword or something like uh, yeah. oh, thinks if she plays her cards right. She might be able to meet the real Kyoko san. A page flip reveals that another girl carrying a huge stack of papers has bumped into Uo in the hall from behind. And Uo sasses her, and the girl apologizes and bows, of course, spilling all the paper all over the floor with an, ah! <laughs> and she's like, oh, what should I do? And a kid walks by, and a girl's like, please don't step on that. Uh, er, um, please don't step on... She said don't step on it, dumbass, Uo says. Then she pulls off her mask and freaks the kid out. And you, stop standing around and pick these up. Yes, the girl says, and then she hands Uo... She helps... She and Uo pick up the papers. And Uo complains, like, geez, you're kidding me, right? Making me pick up after you? What's your name, anyway? Uh, um, Toru Honda, the girl says. Honda, if you're trying to mess with me by saying you're the Red Butterfly's daughter, I'll send you to the nurse's office. And baby Toru, it's revealed as the girl, looks up, beaming, and says, oh yes, that was my mom's name from when she was in a gang. And Toru <laughs> continues to beam, and Uo glares, and raises her fist, and is like, say goodbye to those pretty teeth, to which Toru is, dramatically. <laughs> I just never get tired of Toru cheerfully talking about gangs. <laughs> She's like, you were still in active service then, right? That's yeah. my mom's name for when she was in a gang. I'm just like super cheerful. Yeah. I'll burn my arm in a cigarette if you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever will make you comfortable. And Yuki's like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's because Toru's accepting and loving of everyone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we see later baby Toru says, please come and see my mom. Are you serious? This is Kyoko-san's daughter? I never would have guessed, Uo thinks. And they walk home together, and Toru smiles and says, It's very nice, nice to meet you, Uotani-san. Uh, may I call you Uotani-san? And Uo's like, huh, uh, yeah, whatever. Like, she doesn't care. She gives Toru the side eye and thinks, She doesn't even look like her. She's so plain. How can I put it? It's like her aura. She's a strange one, all right. And as they walk down the street from behind, Kyoko tackle hugs Toru, which is adorable. And Uo is mm-hmm. shocked by the cuteness as Kyoko says, Welcome, welcome, welcome home, Toru. That's my song that I made up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm home, Toru says. You're happy, Mom. And then Kyoko hugs her and says, It's destiny that we met on your way home. What the? Oh, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Kyoko is about to start talking about her day, but Toru says that she wants to introduce Kyoko to someone first. And so Kyoko looks back over her shoulder at Uo, who blushes and thinks, Yep, no doubt about that. This person is Kyoko. Like she can tell from what she looks like, I guess. Oh no, who is this? Kyoko says, holding up Toru's hand and waving it. It's Uotani-san, Uo says, smiling. And Uo's narration ends. Right then, at our first meeting, my image of her was completely destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) In the present, the kids are all eating their noodles, and Uo says, And yet, I grew to respect and love her even more. Well, it's all good. (laughs) And the girls smile, and Kyo looks grumpy and says, I think directed at Yuki, You gonna ask how that happened too? (laughs) (laughs) And then we see in the background, the last panel, the Yankee girls from earlier are still creeping on Uo and the gang, and they're taking photos with the guys while a poor server tries to, like, talk to them, I guess, to get them to leave or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of chapter 39. Yeah, that's the number. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say the most important thing that happened is that Toru got a new bathing suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the most important thing. I was going to say the most important thing was Uo's imagination of Toru as a Yankee. <laughs> That is also very important, yes. <laughs> there's a word for those bandages that I used to know, and I can't remember it right now. Oh, like there's an actual word for them? Hmm. Yeah. Sarashi is the name of the bandages around your chest. Shirashi? Sarashi. Interesting. There's a specific word. I uh, I did yeah. do a bunch of Googling of biker gangs for this, and I was <laughs> like, I'll save this for later. But 
I will, I'll just add some notes. I feel like people know things, but I found a couple of good articles that are like, here, this is from, these are from the heyday of like biker girl, biker gangs and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, Kyoko was in a, they call it a suicide squad. Um, but yeah, she was in a specific type of biker gang. And it is interesting. One thing that I did notice that I didn't realize that she said, so Uo says like, even though she was a, a woman, she was a leader in the gang, which is kind of interesting. I didn't realize, mm-hmm. I thought she was also in a girl gang like Uo. Yeah. Kyoko is a badass. This is what mm-hmm. I learned. This is the most important thing that I learned from this chapter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's also really adorable in the little bit we get. Yes. I think that's kind of the first, like, actual, like, Kyoko as a person we get, rather than, like, Kyoko in, like, dispensing advice in Toru's flashbacks. Yes. It is the first memory of, a memory of her from someone who's not Toru. Mm-hmm. And B, not, yeah, not just, like, her knowledge drop as I'm fond yeah. of saying. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. a real, a memory of her doing something. I think it might also be our first glimpse of Tori's dad. Have we had his name yet? Oh, I don't know. If it is, then I'll have to get rid of it because I said it. Yeah, um, I can remember. I put, I my notes say first glimpse of Katsuya, but I couldn't remember. Me too. <laughs> if he actually said it or not. So. Uh, hold on. I have the, I have the thing. I can look really quick. Yeah. I feel like it might've been mentioned in like the, episodes where she like went back to her grandpa's house or oh maybe it was yeah i can't remember but i think this is our first glimpse of him i think it is and yeah uo just says her dad was simple so they didn't say his name but i think Mm -hmm. they might have said it before um another line i took note of is uo's little kind of thought where she says why is it so easy to turn bad yeah i think that's that was interesting yeah i think like i've kind of mentioned like one thing I like about the series is how it's kind of sympathetic to everybody, even the more like quote unquote villainous or like, jerk characters. Yes. And I feel like that's kind of a, an extension of that. Like, why is it so easy to turn bad? Like, you see these characters kind of like what they're going through and what kind of motivations they have and how easy it is to kind of go to the quote unquote dark side, I guess. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I feel like I kind of alluded to it when I was like, Toru, that's because Toru loves everyone. Mm-hmm. But, like, it is something that happens, I feel like, in this series a lot is, like, everybody, everyone is a certain way, and there there are reasons for all of those things. Yeah. I think, like, yeah, it is, it's interesting, like, how do you go from being just, like, a kind of a grumpy kid to being in a gang? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because you're disenfranchised with what's going on, right? Yeah. Um, we'll get, I mean, I don't know minor spoiler alert we're gonna get more information about uo's backstory next time so i'm sure we'll see more about how she got involved with the gang and whatever Mm -hmm. but she kind of just sort of alluded to it you know yeah and even just the fact that we have kyoko who used to be in a gang and is you know now portrayed as you know toru's loving mother Mm -hmm. yeah she's (laughs) yeah toru i mean toru kyoko is portrayed as being like a super friendly chill super loving mom right in this one scene where she comes in so Mm -hmm. much so that it was like what the fuck when she sees her like it's not what she's expecting at all and Mm -hmm. i think like the series i think talks about how you know people can change how they have reasons for doing things and then how they can change like it seems like everybody there's a place for everyone to be kind of respected and um yeah toru and her friends i think are symbols of that yeah yeah, she's still a line that stuck out to me when I was reading it this time. Yeah, I, me too. I just thought it's such an interesting comment because Uo has an interesting perspective on being in a gang, too. Like, mm-hmm. she's kind of 
it's like you we also made a joke that Yuki asked her a bunch of stuff and like maybe he admires her confidence but mm-hmm. she is very confident about it she's like yeah like I was in a gang and back in my gang days I was like this and that and this like she's yeah. she has she's moved on from there's something about it that she's moved on from that life or like the way that she felt back then like she changed and it's alluded to that I guess it's partly because of like Toru and maybe her relationship uh she said like like Toru saved her yeah Toru saved her exactly so yeah another thing I noticed on this reading as uh like a fandom old I guess now (laughs) is that man she was young yeah she's talking about joining in middle school fifth grade she said she joined she made her yeah fifth grade so she's like 10 or 11 yeah, and what are they, they're like, what are they, sophomores or juniors? Something yeah, like that right now. Now right. they're in their second year of high school, so they would be American so juniors. American juniors, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like she's talking about this is like her, you know, past. Like, yeah. She's like 16 tops. Yeah, so it's like a year ago or like two years yeah. ago or something because <laughs> she's in middle school in the, because she's wearing her, they said they met in middle school, so that would have been mm-hmm. at a maximum like two years ago, right? Because yeah. it's the year before they started freshman year or something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's like, yeah, back in my gang days, three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> but I feel I like like thirteen. Thirteen. <laughs> Time feels different when you're a child, though. Like when you're yeah, thirteen feels a lot different than sixteen. But like yeah. twenty six doesn't feel so, different yeah. than twenty three. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you're you know, you're getting older when you like read series from when you were younger, and you're like, they're all children. They're all children. Every single character. <laughs> Kyoko too. What are you doing? You're all children. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes do your homework play some video games <laughs> but that's the whole thing about this like i think the thing mm-hmm. about from what i can gather from not having a deep understanding of like gang culture in japan yeah. but like the thing about these these gangs is like the kids like they're not even like like bad kids but they're just they're mm-hmm. against like the social you know like construct and the expectations that they're supposed to have yeah. and like the phoniness of society which i completely agree with so mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just getting in trouble like because how they can. Easy. It's like punks, yeah. right? Like how easy it is to fall into that kind of circle if you're a kid that doesn't like fit in with the mm-hmm. expectations. And I know they're even even harsher in Japan. Mm-hmm. The expectations. Yeah, exactly. She's like, no, I don't want to be like that. And then she's like, oh yeah, before you know, I started hanging out with bad kids, and before you know it, I was in this gang. Yeah, you know, it's so easy to get wrapped up in things. I think especially when you're a kid, if no one is, no one's showing you that things can be better or, or in a different mm-hmm. way than what you think then like it could be so easy to just fall into a certain like social group yeah and like she talked about how like her parents and her teachers couldn't handle her mm-hmm. so like she didn't have any there's no adult who's there's no her. adult who is trying to get through to her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I have a note i don't know what to think of it but gangs so we have this like we have an ongoing theme around having like a found family and finding a group that you belong Mm -hmm. to i think this is also a part of that like obviously people finding gangs is like them finding a social group and feeling protected and feeling you know like cared about by some people yeah i think that's a that's a pretty common thing i think like we know so much about the gang you don't feel like you have a (laughs) yeah yes us yes (laughs) (laughs) um but I think that's a fairly common story, both in media and in real life. It's yeah. like people go joining gangs is that they didn't feel any kind of connection to other people, the quote unquote normal social groups you're supposed to have a connection to. And mm-hmm. so they fall the gang life and that's a family for them. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a parallel between this and like the Somas too, mm-hmm. especially like Yuki and Kyo. We see them forming this kind of like social group with Toru and now expanding out to Hana and Uo. Yeah. Like they're, 
they're forming their own group and then maybe this the family like they're a part of this family that's like I mean it's like a gang itself right like I've heard Mm -hmm. a lot of people compare the Selma family to like a cult like they have this secretive nature it's super cut off from everyone else they're all like kind of brainwashed like we talked about how Mm -hmm. Kazuma uh you know like he he basically like when he was a little kid they're kind of like indoctrinated the ones who know about the curse they're all sort of indoctrinated at a young age yeah even people like Kazuma when he was a little kid was he was like oh I don't want to touch that food grandpa it's cursed you know yeah um sorry I couldn't lead into it a different way (laughs) I couldn't think fast enough (laughs) but yeah like they're (laughs) they're um they're all so it's kind of like that like they're trying to like in this case I guess Uov is kind of this person who she's found that space now with Hana and Toru Mm -hmm. Yuki and Kyo I think they're still working to get out of that social group they've been indoctrinated into for so long and so forcibly you know like the abuse of Akito and so many other things that have gone on that we've seen so far in the series so yeah like they're not they're not in a gang quote unquote but they're they have another unhealthy like family substitute yeah they do they're starting to find their way out of that at least in the way that I would classify they're directly blood related but I wouldn't yeah or well like I don't know they're related by like a a substitute to a healthy family I guess yes what I would say what I would think of like the the ideal of a family right yeah yes because we know enough by now to know they both have like shitty family lives with their like direct like nuclear family yes it seems like so yeah, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting parallel that I never thought about until I read the series this time. Like how mm-hmm. how this series it represents different types of like ways that people try to find social connection and how some are so negative, are portrayed as being so negative. Yeah. And now and like but that you can you can change, I guess, and you can still find the right place for you, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. I think like a big theme of this series, like the entire series, is just like the effects other people have on you and you have on other people mm-hmm. for sure positive and negative every every episode i'm like yeah the thing sugar said to kyo in like episode the first chapter yeah it's, it's a really good kind of thesis statement for the series i think the way you become a better person is by interacting with people they have to hurt yeah. you and you have to hurt them that's how you become mm-hmm. more empathetic and caring and yeah well-rounded person mm-hmm. and finding i think like and then if you top on top of that idea finding the right group of people who's not going to who's going to be supportive of you and not be hurting you Mm -hmm. all the time or not be negative to you is important and you can do it yeah like i don't think you can get through life without being hurt and hurting other people but the goal is to try and get to the place where you're not doing that very much (laughs) anymore (laughs) yeah (laughs) not on the regular only sometimes (laughs) just enough to keep you alive i mean (laughs) people are flawed creatures it's true that's all we can do it's true. Deep thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock on a <laughs> Sunday yeah. night. We've been laughing a lot about Fruba. It's time for deep thoughts. I've been drinking wine. Yeah. I've been drinking water and being tired. It's kind of the same. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I think that's all the notes I have. I think so. Yeah. Uh... That tiny baby Toru is indeed adorable. She is adorable. <laughs> Spoiler alert, she's adorable. <laughs> yeah. That's the takeaway from this chapter. Yeah, I think so. Oh, one thing I wanted to say about Kyoko, I'm just looking at my notes. So she, 
She's also like, so Kyoko was a badass, as has been proven by that drawing of her and saying that she could beat up men like twice her size and shit, which is great. Yeah. Um, but also like, it's so clearly like it's a segue to Uo meeting Toru where they're all talking about her. But like, if it's, you can interpret it as being like, she's so well known that she's been out of the gang for a while, but then they still know about her. Everybody in the gangs, they still talk about her, right? Mm-hmm. So much so that Uo looks up to her. Like, they all know stories about her and stuff, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Like, we're talking about, like, oh, yeah, she moved into Syria and she's a kid your age. And I'm like, she stopped being in a gang before she had Toru. And Toru's, like, 12, 13 at this age. So yeah. she's, been least... out of ga- she's been out of the gang life for a while and is still well known. Yeah, so a long... I, I said she's been out of the gang a long-ass time in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> so they... They, so yeah, so apparently she made a big impact, so much of an impact that even the new kids are like, yeah, she has a kid your age. Like they know, yeah, they all know about her. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. It's kind of interesting comment on Kyoko's character that I didn't really know, I didn't remember from before. Yeah. On top of all these other great things about her, apparently she was also a badass, which is cool. Yeah, quite a reputation. Apparently. But yeah, well, if there are no more non spoilers, let's move on to spoilers because I have spoilers okay. to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How, okay. I don't know which part of that I'm cutting or not, but thank you all for listening. <laughs> we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> oh, I should have said you bye. Bye. <laughs>
a bunch of the I think the main age for these like those the biker gangs is like you know like teens like 16 to 19 so yeah. it's not super surprising but it's kind of surprising yeah I mean I just I just think of myself at 15 and I'm just like god you gang I could barely get up to go to school. Like seriously, I was like, that's what I was like, staying up till like four in the morning, Watching and I like anime. sleep for an hour, and then like I would take a shower, and then I like lie down on my bed and like sleep for another twenty minutes in a towel. <laughs> like, yes, I was not suited to lead anything at that age, <laughs> especially not a gang. Well, maybe if you yeah. live the gang lifestyle and you don't care, you could be maybe. more productive. <laughs> yeah, you can probably like sleep in and then get up and run your gang at like run you know, your gang, tell ten o'clock. The... Yeah, gang life starts at nighttime. She didn't need to be yeah. awake during the day, right? Yeah, yeah, we would know. <laughs> Again, <laughs> that's why I was staying up till four in the morning because I couldn't get to sleep. <laughs> Gotta run your gang. Yeah, yeah. Had to do my English essay and then run my gang. Yeah. Um, there was there was also a thing that Uo said one of, she had principles and she didn't like phonies. Isn't that mm-hmm. one of the reasons why she didn't like get along with her parents and stuff? Like that's kind of why she was in the gang life in the first place. Like I was saying, like she she was disenfranchised and stuff. I can't remember because I was too busy thinking about um, <laughs> Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> what? Oh, because he doesn't like phonies. <laughs> yeah. Stop with like the references. <laughs> hey, that's a literary reference. All right, fine. <laughs> I guess you can call it literature. <laughs> it, is. it is. You get assigned it in high school. It's literature. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Holden Caulfield. Yeah, that that guy, the punk. Who you like? You like relate to as a young teenager, and then you hate him, and then you get to be an adult, and you're like, oh, this poor child. Yeah. Was... Which is not dissimilar to reading Fruits Basket. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like Hero. I hate him right now, but later he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I sympathize with his inability to communicate his feels, so. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, the Wikipedia page for Catcher in the Rye says, the novel's protagonist, Holden Caulfield, has become an icon for teenage rebellion. The novel also deals with complex issues of innocence, identity, belonging, loss, and connection. Wow, sounds like Faruba. I know, right? It's almost like, a, it's, almost like it's a coming-of-age story or almost something. Almost like. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wonder if that was a deliberate translation, though, for saying she doesn't like phonies. I don't know. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know what the Japanese would be equivalent to. But <laughs> I feel like phonies? I feel like I hate. I don't like phonies. Just immediately brings to mind Catcher in the Rye to me. Maybe. Um, another line I took note of is Uo's little kind of thought, where she says, "Why is it so easy to turn bad?" The series, I think, talks about how you know people can change, how they have reasons for doing things, and then how they can change. Like it seems like yeah. everybody. There's a place for everyone to be kind of re- respected, and um, yeah, Toru and her like, friends I think this... are symbols of that. Yeah, and, like this is a spoiler, but I can't think of like <laughs> a single character that's treated like this is a bad person. There's just nothing good about them. They're all bad. Like I don't think there's any character that I can think of that's all bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've all got even if they're like total assholes. Like there's some some sympathy and understanding of where they come from, mm-hmm. even if it doesn't agree with how they choose to react to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't, I, I agree with you. I can't think of one person who, who, one character whose backstory or who like, who doesn't have deeper reasons for why they do something or, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, doesn't have, I think like every single one of the characters changes in the story too. Mm-hmm. 
There's no flat yeah. characters who really stay the same. Yeah. So this is just, just skimming the surface of that now at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a, a line that stuck out to me when I was reading it this time. All right. I have two more spoilers. All right. Hit me. One is that they say they're going on a beach trip soon, and they are going on a beach trip soon. And did they say that? They're just like, it was like, you'll have to see they're, it. Yeah, she's like, you'll have to see soon. She's like, aren't you guys going on a beach trip soon? And Yuki's like, I'd like to. Oh, yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. And yeah, we're about to, have, we're getting close to having a very long beach. Yeah, episode. we're going to have the greatest beach scene ever. <laughs> the greatest beach episode. It's like six chapters. <laughs> yeah. Pretty significant. Actually, I think a... it's eight. It's like more than a whole volume. There's at least yeah. a whole volume where they're at the beach. It's pretty significant, though. A lot of stuff is revealed and implied and yeah. started in those chapters. So. So, yeah. Because it's basically the midpoint. It's the mid-climax of the series. Mm-hmm. So, so many things happen. Mm-hmm. Sandcastles are built. Sandcastles yeah. wash away. <laughs> Stag beetles are caught. Stag beetles are cut. <laughs> you can't go against the sea, I learned. Yeah. <laughs> fireworks are set off. <laughs> Barbecue is had. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wonderful, wonderful arc. <laughs> yes. My other spoiler is we get um, a handful of references to the, like, Ulo and Carino stuff in the future. Mm-hmm. Because they have the mention of Uo's job at the convenience store. Yeah. And also when Uo and Toru meet, when she, like, bows and drops all her stuff, that's the same way <laughs> she meets Carino, and he, like, bows and drops all the snacks in the yes. convenience store. Yes, yes, it's true. Yeah. I forgot that those mm-hmm. things were related. Yes. <laughs> yeah. When I saw her do that, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, all the chips. I remember all the chips. Mm-hmm. I, I did, when she said, I'm the one who checks them out in the convenience store, I was like, oh, it's happening. hmm <laughs> Kareno is the man coming in and buying a convenience store lunch. Yeah. <laughs> instead of a lunch, it's like 800 snacks. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, I forgot that that's foreshadowed now. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Oh, so many things. There's still so many things that have to happen. Oh. It's exciting. So much, so much series to go. What, three more Somas to be introduced? Mm, Rin, Kareno, and... Uh, I guess Ren, if you want to count her yeah. as Soma. <laughs> I think that's it. And then there's like other main characters are like Kunimitsu. We haven't met him yet. He's not really a main character, I guess, but he's there a couple of times. And the uh, school student council gang. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about all of them. There's like five mm-hmm. of them or four of yeah. them, I guess. They're uh, going to be teased pretty soon, which I'm excited about. I know. I'm excited <laughs> for you. I mean, I like them too, just not as much as you, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> are coming it feels like so much has happened but so many things are still to come which is exciting mm-hmm. yeah well we're like right at the point where like the first anime stops so yes it's starting to get exciting it's really interesting that this is going to be well this episode will just the episode that has this content is probably just going to have aired by the time this gets released mm-hmm. it'll be the one that yeah. will be aired before this so that'll be interesting to see what comes out in that one or, yeah will, if it, it does will, will have been yeah, interesting if they do to go see. with that it'll <laughs> it'll be like the first like real major deviation from the first anime in terms of the order yeah yeah and content like i don't think we got we didn't get it oh yeah next no story. yeah yeah yeah, first you're right. anime. Yeah, yeah you're right they just introduced uh hero and kisa and like ritsu they br- i think mm-hmm. they brought in all the ritsu stuff i think that stuff happens later Ritsu yeah. doesn't come in. Oh, yeah, we haven't met Ritsu, have we? No, oh, yeah, so you're right. It was Ritsu, yeah, Rin, and yeah, Kuro. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Ritsu appears at the end of f- chapter 43, which is yeah. next, next episode. 
yeah. its volume. And in the first, yeah, and in the first anime, we got Ritsu, Kisa, and Hiro, mm-hmm. but we didn't get Rin and, Rin and Kareno. So it says Rin appears in chapter forty-eight or forty-nine, probably forty-eight, according to my notes. So doesn't she appear in horse form? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> she makes an appearance, that's for sure, but I don't think she really comes into the story until after that. Mm-hmm. She shows up at the beach, I think. Yeah, doesn't she like show up real briefly and Yuki's like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then she like leaves. She's like, never <laughs> you mind! And then babies And Tori's like, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yuki tries to be nice to Rin, but Rin doesn't want yeah. people to be nice to her. It's tough. <laughs> He's trying to people. Rin's not a very good person to practice peopling on. No. Um... No, she's not. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Rin needs some practice on peopling, too. <laughs> yeah, she's just like the others, yes. <laughs> Rin and Yuki's relationship is kind of interesting. They don't have a lot of it. But... No, it'll be really interesting. I'm excited to examine it again. Mm-hmm. Because they have, and Rin, Yuki is like, I remember that she was always there and she would leave. Like, they have this special connection, but then Rin yeah, just, must, like, doesn't want to yeah. acknowledge it. Yeah, they're mostly, like, connected through Haru, but... Yeah. They, like, know a lot about each other because of that. Yeah. Even though they themselves aren't really close. It's kind of interesting. I feel like they both of them suffered a lot at the hands of Akito. So yeah. it's, like, another... The really interesting about all these, like, different characters in the story, I feel like, that I keep thinking about more and more is, like, if some, if they could just talk to each other, they would all have... They mm-hmm. would all be so much better off because if they, you know, if they knew what was going on, like they would be able to relate relate to each other so much more, you know, and mm-hmm. they weren't so ashamed of all the things that were happening to them. Like, there wasn't so much shame associated with that. Yeah. And, like, all these complicated feelings. You know, if they were, like, you know, <laughs> and they're young and they can't express their feelings, if all of them could just mm-hmm. talk, they'd be so, so much better off. They'd have so much better support network, but it just takes time. Yeah. So they get toward that, toward that, it takes a while. Yeah. But yeah, we talked about, like, briefly how, like, Yuki and Haru were able to, like, have an actual conversation about mm-hmm. like all their issues where Yuki and Kyo didn't really get that opportunity because mm-hmm. it was already too far along when they first met as children so yeah even though they have a lot to relate to each other about yes but someday I'm sure they will be <laughs> yes yes in about a hundred chapters 30, 60 <laughs> chapters from now. yeah something like that where are we now <laughs> we're in the 30s right yeah probably we're in the we're in the late 30s and so maybe like 90 chapters yeah. <laughs> toward the end. They're babies. It takes them a while. Yeah. They have, they're all children. They're all children. Yeah, I know. They're all so young. <laughs> and it's they have so many struggles. Even the older ones, Satori and Shigeru and Ayabe, it's like they're like our age. Mm-hmm. They're not that old. <laughs> no, not one person in this series is that old. Yeah. <laughs> Even Kyoko, too. I guess technically the oldest one's probably like Rin or Ren, rather. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any of these spoilers. Yeah, that's all I had. All right. Well, in that case, thank you all for listening once again and for all always like supporting us and sending us notes. It's really nice. It's very sweet. <laughs> Letting us know about ghost figures. Yes. I know. Of course. <laughs> these are the important things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> called the continuity Ellen (laughs) yes that's right it's a pillar of comedy (laughs) oh we didn't make an Ayame's Nads joke in this episode and I feel like we've made one in almost everyone since then so Ayame's Nads here you go (laughs) 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 I mean you laughed so it must have been a joke